Ahoy, hoy, everybody. It's Sven and the Full Spectrum Cycling Podcast. Good evening, or morning, or I'm gonna whenever go, you're listening hey, to. I'm going to go kind of counterclockwise around the table today. <laughs> we got uh, J.K. Levin. Hello. I jumped in line. Yep. We got Dave Schlabowski. Good to be here again. Dave's here. It's, he's our second time guest already. Yeah, I'm going to be a regular. And we have Mr. Tony Berg. Hola. And via a, an earlier recording, we have Jeremy Prock from the uh, River West 24. That's we're just gonna up, we're just gonna jam that right into the old uh, show yeah, later on. Yeah, yeah, little thing. I'll have to remember to say, "Hey, everybody, welcome, Jeremy." You know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, he he had a thing to do here, planning for this thingy that's coming up tonight. Exactly. When you're listening to this, yeah, it'll be going on all day, 7 p.m. to 7 p.m. Friday to Saturday. Thousands. He said there was over 1,500 people, I think, this year. I think so, yeah. That was 15, a lot of people. 1,500 yeah, drivers, 900 volunteers. Yeah, 900 plus, 900 <laughs> plus volunteers, many of which are riders. Right, right. I'm going to let him talk about the 24. Because that. that. that's what he talks about, the 24. Among other things, he's very um, a very interesting individual. So we'll hear from him a little later. Yeah, we saw him uh, this past week. Oh, yeah. we got At the, uh, the Bleed the Show. Bleed Show, which is tonight. In the past, when you wouldn't have heard of this, because they played tonight. Oh, yeah, and we're going to try and make it down there, aren't we? Really? Yeah. Have you yeah. ever heard of them? Bleed? Yeah, Great local band. From the 90s, and then they shuttered for like two decades, and then got back together. And Where are they playing? Uh, Cooperage. Oh, nice. Good spot. Mm-hmm. Johnny Rapp. Opening for the legendary Shake Shackers. They're good. Music is good. Yes. Is kind of my buoy. Right, right. <laughs> so before we're here for the next show, we're going to, JK and I are going to Michigan. You're not going to Michigan, are you? I'm holding the fort down here. Right. He's got to keep this shop open. Right. <laughs> Somebody's going to go play Michigan, and Tony's going to hang around the shop sometimes. Al will be here. Tony will be here. Don't worry about it. Come get your shit fixed. Yep. Um, Dave is here. Dave just got back from a recon mission up. Northern Wisconsin way and, and UP and UP up there UP. <laughs> <laughs> I see said UP. Um, tell us what that thing's about, Dave. I know you have waterfall in the in yeah, the thing. Yeah, so. so I just got just got back. I've been I've been for a long time. I've been like I love the gravel roads up in northern Wisconsin and and the UP and I and there's lots and lots of waterfalls up there. So I've been lots of my trips and in, involved just riding around and I'll just ride a few waterfalls. And so over the years I've ridden a, a bunch of them and I decided like, well, what if I pieced it all together in a one route? So the ultimate route is, is about 455 miles and, um, and goes from Cornucopia and the Bayfield Peninsula down to Amberg, um, a, across the state and then up in the UP a little bit and then back down. Hamburg. So I've been like doing a recon. I've never put it all together. I've done these as separate rides. So, gotcha. so now I'm trying to recon the actual route. So I, I go up and I'll do like, you know, 200 miles, 250 miles. And then I'll, I'll, and then, I'll, and then I'll have to finally ride the whole thing in one route. So this trip was the, 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 um, the part that starts in the Amberg. Wisconsin, which is coincidentally the 
town just south of Pembine, Wisconsin, which is coincidentally um, the, town where, the town where Black House Street Brewing <laughs> came from, which is what we're drinking yeah, right now. Yeah, just kitty corner from the shop. <laughs> right now, so. that, that's that's <clears> a, a long ways around the horn to get I, to where we're going. I did stop in the, the supper club Paris in Pembine um, and, mm. uh, and asked if they knew Tim, and they said, yeah, they, they did know. But uh, yeah, so I started at perfectly Dave's Falls, um, which is right right outside of Hamburg, and then rode up, and and I went with my buddy Todd, and uh, we rode up uh, all the way into uh, um, into the UP, and um, and then came back came back down, Um, and unfortunately, although it was a great trip, we had unbelievably great weather. The black flies and deer flies were hardly bugging us at all mosquitoes were not bothering us it wasn't too hot so it was, a, it was an awesome trip but um the the section of the route that i put together between um ironwood and um florence and florence and um down to amberg there's a bunch of stuff that's just not not what i'd want to like send people on for okay. fun <laughs> fun bike ride not because there just aren't enough gravel roads in those areas and they're paved and there are no roads so when there are no roads you make then, one then there's only there's a lot of traffic, traffic. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot of traffic so so unfortunately as, as awesome as this section is i think it's a it's a up and back from from amberg or something like that it's still a good ride to do this but connecting it to my other route i don't think it's going to work not going to be logistically no, possible so i think my route's going to probably end around waters meet and that's the section that i have to ride next i got to recon the section from waters meet to ironwood um and uh and so i think i'm going to have the route end in waters meet and then probably i'm going to throw in one last little um uh Sylvania wilderness areas right below waters meet so I think I'm gonna like try to do it as like oh I'm gonna ride my bike from cornucopia down to um, down to waters meet and then I'm gonna spend I'm gonna rent a canoe and uh, and go out and canoe pack that's a <laughs> nice, that's awesome. nice, nice yeah. yeah so how many waterfalls do you figure are on this 34 34 Whoa. waterfalls yeah. I didn't that's know awesome. 34 waterfalls around here that's a yeah. waterfall every 10 miles yeah it's so, um, and the road is great. The, I mean, I've done all of it, but I haven't put it all together. Everything is a, is is fun, and um, it, it's challenging though. A lot of the lot, the Bayfield Peninsula area is all sandy, uh, and it's really sandy. So I did this trip. I forgot that there was so much sand over on this side of the state. There are sand barrens over on that side of the state by Crivitz and Amberg and that sort of stuff. So. Um, when we're riding on the ATV trails and stuff like that, which I use those as well, um, I'm down to like 10 psi, you know, in my tubeless 40, um, and and it's still it's it's a struggle to ride through that sand stuff. And Bayfield Peninsula, a buddy of mine that lives up there, said, yeah, oh yeah, even his fat bike sinks down, and because it's really gets soft, this ATVs will keep everything loose. Yeah, so yeah, it's, turn not, it all it's not packed, but it, it was an absolute absolute blast. They aerate the soil. Yeah, it was an absolute. Yeah, we we had a, a, a really great time. And so the ultimate time. goal of this um, recon and, and making this route is to have it published somewhere where people can check it out. Yeah, you know, I, I when when bikepacking.com, one of my if not my most favorite website, most frequented website, um, when 
Logan Watts put that together and launched it, um, it, it was a revelation to me, and I thought it was like such a wonderful site. And I, I, I look at, it, I check every day to see if there are new updates on it. It's just one of those kind of sites. And um, but I noticed he had no pins in the Midwest for a bike packing route. So I was hmm. like, well, hmm. come on, come on. So <laughs> I put together the Tour de Schwamigan actually purposely because there were no pins in the in the Midwest, and and I wrote it up and and talked to Logan ahead of time and said, hey. I'm going to do this, and he said, sure, if it's good, I'll, I'll you know, put it up. And, and so that route is up. I, I dropped the first pin in the Midwest nice. for bike, on bikepacking. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's a worldwide site, so yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, it's no. all over the place, Kyrgyzstan, all that sort of stuff. And while I really love all that sort of stuff, I, I love reading about other people's adventures and, and you know, uh, doing the Silk Road race and all that sort of stuff, really what I feel like <clears> – <throat> What, what people need is to just enjoy the most accessible nature that they can that that they have at their disposal and and for us in Wisconsin the Northwoods is, a, is an unbelievably great resource and so I prefer rather than do the tour divide all that stuff is super cool but it's completely not my thing man I I want to ride my bike I want to I want to get a lot of exercise I want to view nature be away from everything but then guess what? I want to stop in a tavern. I want to have a beer. I want to meet the locals. I want to do that stuff. And I want it to be uh, uh, something that more anybody can do. And that's why it, with the Tour de Schwamigan is, is it's actually an introduction to bikepacking where where we guide you. I, I don't work there anymore. But when I did, though, when I put it together for the bike bed, um, we have guides. And you have to carry all your own stuff, your tent, your sleeper bag, stuff like that. But we provide the food, and we have mechanical support, and we've got the route figured out. So, See that thing on the floor behind you? It's the uh, Coho XC oh, Burley. you got to get that the lens. lens we're, gonna, no, we're going to Michigan, <laughs> so I thought I, I might, I, if I can get it all hooked up before the Michigan trip, I'm going to give it a go on the sand over there. He's already got his fancy trailer he built. So this with is a, like... With a fat, fat tire in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, with, with, a, with a, right. like a wall goose... 20 inch fat bike okay. tire. Yeah. But this is a company that makes trailers and they actually made a trailer with a fat bike uh, tire size. It's a three inch, it's not a four. Are you but saying it's going to be better? Uh, the coolest thing to me about the whole thing, it's a single wheel trailer. It's got a little suspension shock on it, like the, like the uh, Bob. But it has a yoke that will go from 126 millimeter to 197 millimeter. Just by changing out the skewer on the bike, the yoke is adjustable, so you don't have to monkey around with a bunch of different uh, yokes or bending your own, like mm. some people have had to do. <laughs> so that's that's something. Do you think that that would be so? Bike packing, you can I'm, I'm pull. My, gen, my my general rule of thumb is is if I need to bring a bob trailer, I got to rethink. I'm packing too much. Packing stuff. Packing too much stuff. <laughs> that's but if you don't want to put anything on your bike at all and just carry everything on a trailer, then I guess that, that makes some sense that was, to me. It was one of the things that kind of intrigued me about it. It has sort of a, almost like your Yuba has a kickstand, a double kickstand. Mm -hmm. So you just unhook it from your bike, it and sits there, it sit. and yeah. you let it sit in the camp and you go out and do your thing. Um, that said, on, on our, on our four-day trip, it's overkill for sure. Um, but uh, oh, you tested out. Dang old testing it out for sure. Yeah. Um, I was just curious how it worked because somebody made a company that makes trailers made something like that, and I'm like, well, they probably did a pretty good job. Yeah. But yeah, truthfully, I would just 
Yeah, it'd be awful light on my yeah, normal packing. Lunks threatened to come with me on a, on a <laughs> and, and then he actually found some work. So. Yeah, he, that that happens to him pretty often. <laughs> yeah, um, that's so my that's go, my impression. Yeah, he ain't dope, but, uh, <laughs> your day he, he asked me about about that about well, what if I bring my trailer? Um, but uh, you know, I I I did the you know I did these these routes on forties you know down to 10 psi um but uh but i did it and and i wrote it you know there were a couple of hills i had to walk because it was too loose and soft but uh but i wrote it all on that so but i wouldn't recommend i I think the last time i I did the trip i did it on my milwaukee 29er up at bayfield um and then i cut all the way over to copper falls um i rode from cable up to herbster cornucopia down and over to copper falls and um and I did that on a 29er, and again I was down a you know 10 psi, but those are 2.35s. Um, and that yeah, was, it's quite a bit different. Yeah, that was better. So it's going into the plus bike realm, that the ultimate. Yeah, I think that would probably be a good combo. You know, the thing is, like, there's some of the stuff that's like such hard pack gravel and stuff that like the 40s are like so fast mm-hmm. on, on that. You know, so like it, it, you hate to like give up that speed, but when you're really suffering in the soft sand, then I think. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, a, a two point, you know, five, two point three five sort of tire or a plus bike would probably be good for this route. I should have it, uh, so I'll, I'll finish this middle reconning the middle section, and then I'll ride the full route soon, and um, and then I'll I'll share with Logan and and have it. It's been up on. I've been sharing various iterations on Facebook on Wisconsin um, Gravel Syndicate. I'm a uh, I didn't start that site. Uh, uh, Brendan Madison did, but um, but he got too busy and he gave it to me to to run. So I'm now in charge of that. There's also uh, Schwamigan Gravel, and uh, I think it's uh, Northeastern Wisconsin Gravel that uh, Shane Hintz has put together. He's also the guy that started that Iron Bowl. Um, While well, he's helping with the route, the Iron Bowl that it's in Wausau a Gravel Race. That's Worser? Coming. Yeah, W-A-U-S-A-U. They got a 140-mile route, an 80-mile route, and I think a 60-mile route. I can't remember. It's new this year, and Shane um, put that together. Cool. Well, the route helped with the route anyway. So this is a lot. Of, you're doing a lot of this in your retirement now. Since since last time you were on the show, you became <laughs> retired. Yeah, dude, I rode my bike back and forth to the office <laughs> and to meetings. That's what I did when I was, was fully employed. I got I got the summer off. I'm gonna have to figure out something at the end of the summer to make some beer money. But uh, but for right now, I'm riding my bike. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, that's uh, I I love the waterfall angle. I mean, it's just like it's a good, yeah, yeah, you can always have a route, but now there's right. even this additional yeah. uh, feature that you can check yeah. out these waterfalls. Carrot. Stick. What's that? Indeed. but summer off. Uh, have we heard any words from our weary cross country traveler? Weary cross country traveler on the meridian. <laughs> Not that crazy. Hey, folks. No. Uh, just just as an aside here, um, Jason Beckhouse, Dave Lunds met up with him somewhere, and this guy is riding a single-speed Meridian Schwinn trike. Across, he, I think he started in, Michigan, in Minnesota, and he was going to ride it to New Orleans or something like that. He called in from somewhere in Ohio. He was talking about Toledo. I don't know if we got the whole, the whole uh, voicemail, but I'll put the, what we do have. I'll put it up right after this. Everyday Cycles is the go-to dealer for the remaining stock of the Chumba USA Ursa Major Titanium Fat Bike. Contact Greg at EverydayCycles.com for more information.
Hey, Sam, this is Jason Beckhouse. I'm the guy that's riding across the country on the swing, one speed, Meridian Tricycle. I just made Lansing, Michigan. I'm in a place called the Unicorn Lounge having a beer, a victory beer, because I made it. I made it to my third state capitol building on this trip. Uh, I'm going to make a quick stop in Detroit. I'm going to look at Toledo and uh, get to the bottom of uh, the Toledo-Ohio dispute. Um, I heard there were shots fired back in the day over whether Toledo should be Michigan or Ohio, and I think that's what the whole Ohio-Michigan rivalry is all about. Um, I've been trying to talk to people about it and having a good time with it, and uh, I'm just going to keep on pushing on. I got some family. I got friends and family in Detroit, and I'm going to be pushing on to Columbus, Ohio. I'll be calling you uh, shortly, and uh, hopefully we can get an interview or something like that going. Um, I'm roughing it, roughing it, roughing it. I got a uh, a basket full of, full of gear that I'm keeping my eye on here in the mean streets of Lansing, Michigan. Um, hey, shout out. I'm going to plug the Unicorn Lounge. I'm going to plug the Unicorn Lounge right here in Lansing, Michigan. Um, come see Molly. She's a good bartender, and you can get a good dinner special from her. So uh, until further notice, give me a call, and I'll, I'll be on the road. Uh, hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Thanks a lot, Jason, for calling <laughs> in, man. <laughs> as long as we're switching up topics, I was I was uh, listening to the, you guys uh, when I was on my last trip up, and you asked a question that you said, oh, I wonder if Dave would know the answer to this. It was, uh, you're talking about uh, why they used to teach kids to ride their bike the opposite way mm-hmm. of traffic, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and now now that's illegal to do that. Right. And, and the reason why it's illegal is because statistically crashes happen at at conflict points, which are intersections, and, and when drivers, drivers look where they expect motor vehicles to come, they don't look for pedestrians. But pedestrians move really slowly, so so at every intersection, um, when you they don't look the the way on right. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. So, um, however, um, when you're out in the country on um, sort of like um, you know like where I was just riding, and you're there are no intersections for miles, and you're on a a, a low you know sightline short sightline um, road with hills and curves and stuff. It actually might potentially be safer to go against. I, that. Yeah, I mean, I grew up. It could be. Um, stati- I don't have any statistics right. for that, but yeah, this um, was this was just from when I was a kid out in the out in the country. That's is, what they. You are supposed to walk. Uh, right. Yeah, there's no sidewalk. Yeah. You're supposed to walk in, in the country. And and, and, and and some people who get on their yeah, that's their mindset. Or they were caught it, that. It's going to, city, yeah. it's Well, no, just walking. And right. then it's like, oh, now I have a bike. Right. But then I will go against in traffic city, because it's, that's it's, what I'm doing. It's statistically way more dangerous. Yeah, now that makes sense. Right hmm. the wrong way. Um, oh, hell yeah. Uh, or even on sidewalks generally because, again, people don't look. Cars, people oh, don't yeah, when you try to bomb in. Yeah, they don't look. So well, they're been, not expecting. My, my son is 13, and I've been trying to tell him that on bikes – 
if you're on the sidewalk and you're going 12 miles an hour, cars don't expect things on mm-hmm. sidewalks no. to be moving that quick. Right? You use your peripheral totally. vision right. and you expect a pedestrian and that's about it. And, yep. and But a bike can be in that. I said you're much safer on the road where yes. cars can see yes, you. Absolutely. And um, he got he got right hooked on, on a pretty major intersection. Didn't get hit, but a guy turned right in front of him and yeah. he was in in the – Right turn lane, but towards the left side of the lane, basically where you'd be going well, straight, should, which well, he, he was where be. he was supposed to be. Right. And the guy just sped around him and cut right in front of him. And I thought he was doing everything right. And that guy was apparently a jerk because he should have gone on the right side of the cyclist, my son. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, people have been getting hit a lot more often, it seems yeah, like. Of, or am I just reading about them more? No, one of my, I don't, you, you probably are. I mean, well, stats, well, yeah. You can, I, I, I don't. I, it used to be with my last job. Every I got a daily crash report. One of the fun things. Wow. Oh, uh, and then a weekly reading, one as well. Yeah, reading the obituary yeah, page. Yeah. Right. yeah. So um, <laughs> we used to have to report on. Uh, we would report on most of the fail crashes and stuff just because we wanted to like see. Oh, is, mm. is there a way we can look at this and see it, it's something um, that we could advocate for to make sure this doesn't ever happen again? Uh, but um, I, I don't know at this point. I don't get those emails anymore. No. Tired, but um, if crashes are up um, for pedestrians or bicyclists this year, I don't know. But um, um, one of my coworkers, um, former coworkers, Tori, um, yeah, sad. got got hit um, hard. But yeah, hard. Yeah, by uh, and now apparently we've got a term for this thing: the Milwaukee slide. Or something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I heard that. That well. I I see it all the time. You the, right, I, right, I on, all right on in front of the shop. It happens every day. Right. Yeah. Um, people passed. She got passed on the right and uh, and got hit. Yeah, and was pretty severely injured. I am not seeing a whole lot of enforcement for that Milwaukee slide. No, it's ridiculous from our local constabulary. I my drive. You know, we go back like I think two weeks when we talked about the ride where we went to McBob's, and you had the greatest route because we ended up over on uh, what Walnut Walnut yeah. and Walnut because it's so wide. People don't have to do the the right lane pass versus you know every other year I've gone to McBob's I've gone up center or yeah, north or north. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, uh, center every block you're rolling the dice. Uh, oh yeah, north north is the same. It's and, unbelievable. And I come down front when I come down to this. I I live in Washington Heights, the west side of Milwaukee, so uh, I ride down north all the time too. And I've tried. The parallel streets, Brown, or, or yep. and, and the same craziness yeah. is happening yep. there. So um, uh, our buddy uh, Kenny lives out um, by yeah, Wonder Kenny, Bar, Kenny west of out by me. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, no, hell, I'm going to go down to the Hank, mm-hmm. take the Hank, yeah. and then just Definitely. you know, I'll, I have time. I I'll, I'll take I'll take three lefts to make that right, yeah. and put like three more Way miles safer. on, yeah. and a hell of a lot safer. I know our audience is not a. Uh, your Milwaukee audience, but um, but, yours, but Bleak Street but now. is actually a, a good uh, east-west. Yeah, really? Okay. That's it, good to yeah. know. Because it's got very low traffic volumes compared to like north. And, and a police station and it, and, it, and, it, and it has no taverns or anything, you know, liquor stores or anything like that on it. So it, it just gets neighborhood traffic. It does. It's it's a pretty it's good, good east-west. Yeah, they have uh, Charles E. Fromage. Yeah, that's that's my neighborhood. Yeah, that, place. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Charles E. Fromage, Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for adults. So, is your um, <laughs> is your is your Yuba your main transportation bike? Yeah, for transport. Yeah, I I have the Yuba with a 
uh, buffet or eight fun. If it, you're yeah, still in that sort of thing, yeah. right? but, it's um, a buffet. That says B F A N G with a with an E assist on that. Yeah, that's my transportation bike. And does uh, that? So do you feel more? Um, do you feel safer on I it do. in amongst the I cars because you can be faster? I do, um, and um, not just that, but um, it, it's just when you're riding for transportation, the whole point is just to get where you're going. You know, it, it's not it's not to enjoy my ride. I, I would sometimes never, <laughs> I would not take that on a like, you know, uh, my buddy Pete has got 200 mile range on his on his bullet with a. a Crystallite motor on the big battery, uh, huh? Diamond, yeah. diamond power. What is it? Crystallite or is it a? It's a crystallite. Yeah, diamond power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's got a two hundred mile range on. on he's got a custom battery pack. He built his own packs. Yeah. He built his own packs. But um, so like, and he's. I've done a trip with him where we wrote, we took the high speed ferry across, and then we rode up to the slow speed through Michigan, and we rode over and and we oh, rode down. Yeah. yeah, and and then he uses the Grin, um, a Grin. Uh, you know their their charger, which I have one of those chargers at home too. So you can custom profile charging profiles in there, and so you can set a really high amp, you know, an eight amp Very charge. Fast, right? So like we can stop for lunch, and he can he can plug it in and, and like throw a, a a quick you know five bring his voltage up five volts or something like that you wow. know, in an hour. Um, what kind of batteries is he? You know, I believe he. Bought like an old Tesla thing and like took that Eight, apart. Eighteen six fifty. Yeah, I believe yeah. he did that. A bunch of but, a bunch of them. But he also has three D prints his own like holders and stuff like yeah. that for him. So um, quite cool. Yeah, and he's got wave of the future, folks. Electric bicycles for transportation. Absolutely no doubt about it, man. They're they're going to be ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I have to yeah get a little. More. The prices will come well, down. Yeah, the prices gonna, will come down. There's that. I have. I also have to kind of like be a little more degenerative at that point. Because so yeah, I, 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 I know I'm going to be riding a bike until see, the day I die. I think you're going to see. But there see might breaks. be a point where I can't, and so the E I, is going to work. I think you're. Gonna, I think you're going to see. There's going to be different categories of e-bikes um, that are going to that you know like the. There's an Italian company right now, and I'm drawing a blank, Helios or something like that, that does, they have a completely self-contained rear hub. The batteries are in it. There's no cables. Oh, like the Copenhagen wheel. But there's no cables at all. You don't recharge this thing. It draws off your power as you ride and only uses it when you're from a dead stop (laughs) or climbing a hill. So when you're going down a hill, it's siphoning a little bit of power and recharging the battery. Ed Begley Jr. Copenhagen wheel will recharge itself too. Okay. Yeah, I'd I'd like to check this thing out. It looks interesting. It it looks. I we've I've been in contact with the company because they don't have any U.S. You know, they're currently offering their hubs only to wheel to frame builders, Um, but their bike. Plus, I think it is. Is there's no even no there's not even a way to plug it in and charge it. It is a fully. It is there's you control it with a Bluetooth app. There's no cables anywhere. Yeah, Copenhagen wheel is um, similar to that, yeah. but you can charge a Copenhagen wheel. I believe. You know, uh, the other benefit of this is it doesn't look like a Copenhagen. Wheel. Yeah, I know. Long <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, story short, I you've got to give it to the yeah. Danes when it comes to design in general, and so but it's. That one is like you either love it or you right. hate it. I think right? it's beautiful. It, it is, a, but it looks like an electric wheel. This right, is yeah. nearly like uh, almost impossible smaller, to tell. Yeah. yeah, it's tiny. 
Sweet. Um, they've been pushing me hard now to get one the last like two weeks. I keep getting emails from the sales rep, and I'm like, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Remember at the beginning of the show when I said we had another guest? Let's uh, let's listen to our little segment with Jeremy right about here. Like uh, Jeremy. He's talking hey. about the River West 24 and, the, and, and, and all that stuff. Is uh, that coming up? We'll plug that right in here. You're tuned to the Full Spectrum Cycling Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the radio program. We got Jeremy Prock in the studio. Jeremy is the founder of the River West 24, which is one of the coolest events in the city of Milwaukee. Uh, ostensibly a bike event, but that's not really why Jeremy got it going. Maybe you could uh, fill yeah. us in a well, little thanks bit. Thanks for having me. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. But I got. I got. I got to correct you right away. The founder is not a fair. A uh, founder. A founder of, of other of other people. I can't disrespect the people that the brainchild that this came out of. Uh, twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, if you will. This is our twelfth year. It's been a year planning. But your original question was. Uh, what did you say? What was the blank you left me fill in? Let, fill in the blank because it's not as it it, it is a bike event. Yes, but that w- it's not a race. It wasn't designed as a race per se, and uh, your idea of it was bigger. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, so there's a lot there. There's a lot, a lot there. Let's just focus on the name, if you will, race. Um, we um, we we still debate this. We keep the word race in it because it sounds more dangerous, more uh, risque. Um, even though all the energy spent is to make it not be a race. So uh, an example, first off, I mean, I, it's so thick to just give a, uh, you know, give a broad overview, maybe to someone that's never heard of this. Um, it's really, it's even, I don't even have a starting point. In fact, I did a, a, an interview just the other day and I don't even know my talking points because it's so large in my head. <laughs> so I, I just meandered there for about three minutes without any information. But I just want to uh, focus. pretty much the whole show all the time. I mean, you're fitting right in for sure. That uh, the Powderhorn 24 in Minneapolis, they had done this very successfully, uh, a bicycle race um, going around a neighborhood in a square or a circle, hitting uh, checkpoints along the way. And they were the Powderhorn race, and then they changed their name to Ride. And I know why they did that. Uh, legally, people were probably going too fast. Uh, we still keep that, and then the gamble for us as organizers is to restrain that that power, hold in that dynamite, hold that atomic energy in, in our palm by still calling it a race, but slowing it down. Yeah, Does that make sense? Sure. And <laughs> I, I like how you reference it being a community event, a community building event, getting everybody out on their porches. This is approximately a four-mile course. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little. It was almost five, and then we just had to shorten it because we had to move one of the checkpoints. Ten point. And uh, but uh, I want to just give a little brief uh, history, if sure. I can. Yeah. Uh, You're the expert. That, that Paul <laughs> Paul Keelan, uh, my neighbor, and I, um, and uh, some other local people, Scott Johnson from Fuel, uh, Dave Kilkenny. I don't know if you know these guys from the motorcycle world, maybe. Sure. But anyway. A local Milwaukee guys, and uh, they asked, they were doing the Baja 1000. Have you heard of this? Absolutely. Uh, this year was the 40th anniversary, so that was from Tijuana to Los Cabos. And along the way, uh, people would clap and cheer. But it wasn't that that was interesting to me. We weren't the Honda team, we weren't the KTM team. Um, we were some dudes from Milwaukee, so we were way towards the back back of the back. And people still stood up and cheered when the motorcycle drove through their town. 
their campsite, their little farm, with, I don't know about the equal excitement to the pros or the Honda team, but there was a great energy, um, a community. They didn't care who we were. Uh, they were excited that we were there. And so that philosophy is what translated over to the Riverwest 24, that people are cheering and clapping because you're putting forth this, putting forth this effort and challenging yourself to as many laps as you can. Um, so let me just explain then community, uh, uh, their community involvement, uh, that when you're riding the course, there's a wall of humans uh, lining it, drinking beer, heckling, giving up free food, uh, full community involvement to, to rally around. Going a little bit deeper if I can. Sure, sure. <laughs> I've always long believed that if you go to a birthday party, uh, or if it's your birthday, I'm going to do whatever I want on my birthday. I don't always think that those kind of opportunities give you the best satisfaction. I think when you're older and you look through your life and you're like, man, when we did that roof and it was 100 degrees and those beers we had after tasted great. Uh, my point is that we all need kind of an activity or a job to do to enjoy the good with the bad. Right? So, Copy. So just... Gorging, gorging yourself on drinking beer on the porch or gorging yourself, um, I don't think brings about satisfaction. There has to be some pain in it. And that's why there's a bicycle race for 24 hours. Does, does, is it, it just me, you know, I'm just throwing darts here. Yeah, does all yeah. that make sense? Sure, sure. I, and, you know, <laughs> I mean, besides just people riding around, and we're going to have a thousand people in this thing, right? Is that about where we're at? We are very large this year. Uh, what are our numbers? I think we're at 15. Wow. Yeah. 1,500. And so the 1,500 people, A, aren't all on the course at the same time, but you have other things going on too, bonus checkpoints, which take people out of the race temporarily to do other tasks. Yep, yep. So the philosophy of the bonus checkpoint, as opposed to the, the four checkpoints you have to get through every lap to be the lap counted, those are the actual uh, on the manifest stops. There's these bonus checkpoints where you can gain laps or other things as you are participating in this and a lot of those things seem to me to be things that help the community in general. Yep, yep. Let, let, let me just pause for a second and take community out of it. Take that aspect out of it. Let's talk about it as a sporting event. Just the rules of it. You get one point every four miles, four and a half miles, you ride in a circle. And we never wanted humans to come in with their sprinter vans and the truck team, no disrespect, to come in uh, with, their the shaved cutters. with their shaved legs, no disrespect, <laughs> And have their, with their iPods in and put their head down and then pump out laps. Um, so we made it so that every hour, it wasn't every hour at the beginning, but it's turned now into every hour, a bonus checkpoint opens where if you want to win, you have to do. Uh, so that's the sport. That's how the, the sport works. But now give me again your exact question. I don't remember. That, that was like these, five minutes yeah. ago. I have no idea. <laughs> No, just that bonus checkpoints often um, involve yes, something that helps was. that helps the community in general, not just the bike racers enjoy the race for the one day. So yes, yes. Well, let me. I, so I've been bonus checkpoint manager for a few years, at the beginning, and then now kind of at the end. Well, Nicole had done it. Um, uh, another young lady who was a founder of this, and now her name escapes me. It's terrible that I can't remember. Um, but anyway, now that I'm bonus manager, right now I changed the philosophy a little bit. It's not necessarily about helping people. Um, I, I want to reach and connect with people who have a strong core value. 
So, for example, I'm not going to tell any, I'm not giving any clues to this year. I'm going to use last year as an example. There was the polka lessons. A crew of people in River West, in this neighborhood in the city of Milwaukee, were really hardcore about polka dancing. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. And uh, who would have thunk it? Right, Polish neighborhood. And uh, they have a core values, like why we are into this. And I said, well, you have to express those core values. So you can't just come and dance. Um, there has to be a core value connected to every activity. So some of those are helping, some of those are fun, but I want you to feel the passion of a group of people that are running it. That's, that's the theme of, of this year. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you saw that's great about the checkpoints. Um, you also have a bunch of different categories that people can compete or ride in. Uh, it's not just one person out there solo, although that is a class. There are several, and some of the ones that have been around for a long time, like Team A, six people up to six people on a team riding the exact same bike the entire time. Uh, team B, where you can have a team of people that have their own bikes and they can do it however they want. Um, but you've added a few new ones over the last couple of years, um, <laughs> like the Convoy and a couple yes, of the yes. other ones that uh, seem to be more fun. And I noticed, I think it was at the, the sign-up this year, that at the very end when people were getting antsy and ornery, there was a... Well, you don't know anybody on the team, so here's six people, and you guys are a team. That's right. That's right. I don't know what that, that's called because this is what's great about our organization. Something that I have to what – I, what I love and I'm most proud about our organization is we give everybody – all the organizers have full reign to organize their committee any way that they see fit. I'm not on the competition committee, so they organized it, and they told me what it was. So you and I are kind of learning that together. Right, sure. But I think, was that Mixed Nuts they called it? I, <laughs> I don't recall the name. I just remember the reaction. And it, almost everybody, with one minor exception, I think, was super cool about it. They're like, oh, yeah, well, hey, good to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Sure, sure. I mean, as you said before, not everybody is in this to win this in the going fast kind of a, a, a method. It's in it to win it as, as friends and camaraderie. And Well, but I have to say, though, that why someone's upset isn't always necessary because of competition, we've also created a tradition. And people have their tradition, just like grandma's uh, macaroni and cheese. And you're like, grandma's not bringing the macaroni and cheese this year? That's a shocker. Uh, and they're really upset. So I know the people that are waiting in the park to sign up for this event. And then at the last minute, we sprung in on them that they had to be on the same team. The remaining people had to all be on one, on different on teams. So I want to make sure that's clear to anybody that's listening. Um, and I think they were a little bit upset because, man, hey, this isn't the tradition. I, my team is Bill, Sam, and Tom, and Joe. We've been doing it for 13 years. And now you're making me go with these people I don't know. I'm not ready for this change of, of tradition. Okay, yeah. I, I, people get out of their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another tradition that's been going on forever, I can see a couple on you, is the is the tattoo, for the, <laughs> for, which is a, a bonus stop. And give, still give you five laps? Uh, yeah, that is the same. Uh we, 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 when we debate, when we get together and we debate, points is our number one uh, point of contention. There's a spectrum. We used this real earlier, the spectrum. On <laughs> one spectrum. On one end of the, yes, yes. Right? On one end of the spectrum, it's a competition. We need to respect points. It's all about points. Why do you call it a race if it's not about points and people racing and winning? The other end of the spectrum, points are irrelevant. They don't matter. Like when you're playing pinball and you get a million points. It's, and, and pinball, by the way, has exaggerated these points right over the years. Yeah, I remember playing <laughs> Williams' uh, mechanicals that were 
Well, I'm up to about 1,200 points yeah, already, right, and right. I got an extra ball already. Nice. So now it's 12 million. Right, you right, for sure. And, and, that, and, that, and so points don't matter. We need to get people off of this addiction of points. And there's a spectrum there. We're constantly debating about points of bonuses. I do organize the bonuses, uh, but they're points. i got to confirm. But, uh, but I also want to say one more thing about what's an important history of this event. Um, when we first started it, the only thing we could relate this to, I mean, of course, we had the Baja 1000 we were trying to emulate in many ways. We had courier racing. Alley cats. Alley cats. Yeah. That was really popular 13 years ago. If you, you know, good looking, shape, you know, not shape, like in shape. Messenger type. Messenger type. Smoking. Hand-rolled cigarettes with a six-pack of paps in your bag. Probably a bag that can hold a 30-pack. <laughs> yes, and uh, you had a little walkie-talkie. That's super sexy and cool. And those alley cat races are kind of what we copy, so to speak. And our clientele at that time was also a white, hipster, young clientele. And for a long time, maybe four years, we never really questioned that clientele. We were kind of angry at that clientele or like put them through abuse no. <laughs> hence the tattoo and the, sh- and the head shaving and uh, yeah. the ridicule and we would still do it we would ridicule them but then we started to realize that we we needed to be more inclusive and um, I remember my last haircut the last time we had the haircut bonus um, I'm in there running it and it was me people would say I got a wedding tomorrow and that would be even more reason to like shave their eyebrows. Like, you know? <laughs> can you do everything but leave my beard alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then, you know, you know what you're going for. And then. Then, <laughs> right. And I'm not saying I'm proud of that, by the way. I tried to rein that in, but it just like the energy just took over the space. And anyway, we finally had a crew, you know, of what, uh, six African-American women that sat down and were trembling. Like, man, a haircut to the black community means so much different. And, that it was humbling for me to be like, oh, yes, of course. And not, not, not that I was sorry, you know, but I had those kind of feelings. But we need to change some things to make this more inclusive. Copy. So, that sounds good. Uh, you asked about the tattoo, <laughs> by the way. Real quick, one more final thing. This year, Dwayne is not coming. If you, do you have the tattoo? Are you into that? I, I don't. I did it four years, and I didn't do it the fifth because that was, I got to get a tattoo. I don't have any tattoos at all. Except where I stabbed myself with a pencil in second grade or somewhere it's in there. It's still there. Penciltattoo.com. If it's not taken yet, you guys, somebody should make that thing. Um, so uh, I've been photographing it for the last couple of years. I've been providing team bikes for people here and there. All right. Do you, do you race? I have. All right. I don't anymore. And, and exactly. Why would you do this? Why would you want I've, I've already to do been this? on the podium, so yeah. I don't need to do it again. I mean, that's great being up there with the ice, you know, numbers and getting sprayed yeah, yeah, by yeah. champagne, but... I'd rather see other people do it. And I like uh, participating by being there for people if they need help and being, uh, being able to, to record it with the, with the camera. So. Yeah, we have many um, people that have converted, purged themselves of competition, if you will, um, where they started out being kind of jerks to us. Points got to be straight. They're there to compete. They're blowing red lights. Now they've tried volunteering, and they love that so much more, so much more fulfilling. Yeah, absolutely. Volunteering is certainly a big aspect. Otherwise, the event would never happen without. How many volunteers do you have? Well, uh, well we have 920 right now. I just had a meeting. 920 volunteers. But that's not fair because many of them are also riders. 
So, um, yeah, you can work an hour, two hour stints. Well, because in order to guarantee a spot in next year, you have to volunteer two hours this year. So of those 920, most of them are probably also riders. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know Tony is. He's, you know, Tony Berger. Tony Berger is, I think, a great example of someone that started out competing, competing fiercely, going to win it, going to do my best. Kind of give it like a little bit of a pain in the ass, if I can say that on a podcast. Sure, he's going to be on the show later tonight. <laughs> yes. so he's one of the co-hosts, and ladies then, and gentlemen. <laughs> and, then, and then he converted to being a volunteer, a great volunteer, a huge advocate. And I, I'm going to, dare I say, he's more satisfied on this end of things. I think he, he talks about the 24 more than anyone I know. I mean, I don't know that he's the one that talks the most about it, but he certainly uh, is very proud to be part of it. He's proud to, that it happens in his neighborhood. Our neighborhood, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, I, I, you know, you just you can't the energy that he has for it, and it's not just this week either; it's all year long. You know, he talks about it all year because it's this is something people look forward to. Like when this is over at seven p.m. tomorrow, because we're this show goes on on Friday, um, people are going to be already looking forward to how they can be here next year and make sure that they're in and you know, yeah. just so they can participate again. It's it, important to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, but uh, I certainly look forward to it myself. I, I appreciate I appreciate that. Let me let me say this. I'm going to go back a little philosophical and I'm going to highlight what you just said. Uh, last year I took the year off. It was the greatest thing I could have done to, to be rejuvenated for this year and to appreciate what it is. Being out in the community and no one really knowing who I am and writing some laps really appreciating it without the weight and responsibility of things going wrong. Well, you've, you've taken on some other responsibilities outside the 24. I've seen you at a lot of motorcycle events lately. And, uh, <laughs> so I know it's not like you've given up on the getting fun things going. But. I'm, I, I'm searching. I'm going to go a little bit deeper here. Not that anybody cares. And you can edit this part out. <laughs> uh, since I was in my teens, hey, everybody, let's go to Taco Bell, for example. And I'd clap my hands. And three, four people like, let's do that. So we jump in the car and we go. And there's energy, and I'm excited by this energy that I've created. Um, that's a bad example. But, hey, let's do this 24 bicycle race. And I got some people to clap and like, let's do this. Yes, let's do this. And there's a great excitement. Hey, let's do an indoor motorcycle race at the arena. Yeah, let's do that. There's some clapping and some excitement. And I got a hockey league and the same thing. Let's do a hockey league where all the teams are rated and the players have to switch teams. Yeah, let's do that. And there's some clapping, some excitement. And I have an insatiable desire to continue to to do these communal uh, to these communal events that people are excited about. I, the the thing you did last year at Bradford Beach was uh, fantastic. I don't know how much you had to do with it. I know it was a big part of uh, organizing the event. Uh, yes, motorcycle well, oriented. There was the, so on the beach. There was a motorcycle race on the beach. Uh, Harley Davidson. Um, so let's just switch real quick. Holly Davidson has found a niche, or not Holly Davidson per se, but a niche of hooligan racing has developed, which Absolutely. is uh, modern uh, modern twins. And they did a race on the beach, Bradford Beach. So Harley had some organizers that um, created a track that they didn't know could, could work or not. They put those giant machines out there. Were you there? Yeah. Yeah. They pressed it. And, um, and so that event is totally on their own. And if they would have told me that, and like, Jeremy, can you plan this? I would have said, hell no. This can't be done. You're crazy. This is ridiculous. 
but at the last minute, they asked me, because um, I don't know if they know the, the culture of the racers. And, and particularly, I think why I have a good niche in that is that I'm able to um, uh, talk with television. So I can talk with the writers and the television, and they appreciate me for that. So you can edit that part out, but I thanks for letting me talk about it. <laughs> no, no, it's just uh, a lot of interesting stuff comes out of Jeremy, folks. And uh, certainly the River West 24 is one of the, the ones that a lot of people know about. Um, I, I think uh, since this thing is happening over the next day, um, maybe – come back in a couple of weeks and kind of do a wrap up on this thing and tell us how your experience was, uh, you know, maybe rile up the troops for volunteering for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, first off, I got I told you this off camera, off mic. This is a guilty pleasure to be able to talk about something that I'm so passionate about that anybody cares. Uh, but let me say this about the race. I don't have many memories. Someone just asked me, what's your favorite memory? And you need sleep to make memories. And I don't have much sleep. So it's difficult for me to, to memories. They all blend together. So when we do meet, and I'll we'll love to come back and have Burger here, and I'll rib on him a little bit uh, to have him, to have him come back, and I will put this together. But to talk about it, I may not really remember this event more than the last. It's uh, it's pretty intense being up that long. And, and one more thing. People like, I hear them complain, man, I've been up for 24 hours. The organizers, the 12 or so of us that are, that really feel the heat of this event, you know, we'll be up a long 48 hours. You know, we'll be up a really long time. There's a lot of the, the beginning, you know, hours before you get there and hours after you leave. Dare I say days before you get there, days before you leave. We're organizing, putting stuff together, garbage cans, all the infrastructure of that. That's not by any means a brag. It's just that a reminder that we are an all-volunteer organization and doing this event for 12 years, put it in perspective to anybody else, is like throwing a wedding. I was just so thinking about how, how my wedding went so fast and I don't remember anything about it almost. Sure. <laughs> yes, exactly. But but also, but what you do remember, I'm suspecting, is the nine months of planning Oh yeah. of the, the dinner and the dishes and the color of the flowers. We're doing that every year. And it's a tremendous amount of uh, strain on our family and ourselves. So my point is, go easy on us with the complaining and the, and the, and the I don't know, the... the, uh, the negative vibes, Moriarty. The negative vibes, that's right. <laughs> Very well said. Yes, yes. Well, I, I hope it goes well, Jeremy. I, I know that you have a, a meeting to get to, like, even tonight still, uh, to, to get this thing wrapped up for the year. And thanks very much for coming in. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And this is a beautiful space that you have here. I'm glad I was able to to, to, to witness it, to see it. Well, I hope our uh, listener appreciates everything you had to say. Okay, well, well thank you. Thank All you. right, man. Hey, thanks very much, Jeremy. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, these, I, we haven't done, I think, on this show ever a pre-recorded segment, have we? I don't believe That so. was kind of the old way to do things. Now we're more like just wing it. But, uh, well, um, Jeremy had stuff to do, and so we, we did a thing a little earlier today. And he's an interesting guy. His brain works in a way that a lot of other, other people's don't, and it's super interesting to hear what he had to say about a lot of things, the 24 in general, but other, other is things the, he's Is doing. the powder horn still going? Yep. That was a good question. Yeah, I think it is, which was we talked about that some. It's, also, it's but, weird that, that um, you know, like when uh, Almanzo and all the, you know, DIY sort of gravel, enduro gravel things happened, a bunch of people jumped on that and started doing similar things. River Rose 24 was the first 
a community, you know, a 24-hour community bike ride like that. I think that. the powder horn might have preceded it in a way. Really? Yeah. No, 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 they they yeah. modeled it completely yeah, after the Road Warriors totally 24. Let's listen to what Jeremy has to say. Oh, see, we, uh, is that, now we need to listen to the pre-recorded Yeah, let's let's go back. Okay, you're, you're, you're showing your hand, guys. Yeah. Well, he already <laughs> talked. Wait a second. He already <laughs> talked about it. Cause that yeah, 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 yeah. But, I'm, <laughs> but I didn't listen to it. The point is, like, it's weird that, that more people, more communities haven't tried to do something like that because it's, it's such a incredible event. It's a really fun time. It's a lot of work, though. Right. I, I think, yeah. you know... Yeah, there's right, one in... Sure. There's another. There's a 12-hour in Rockford. Yeah. Which so, spun off of this. Which spun off of this. Dirty Dan's. Which, yeah, parents. right. But I, I and, think... And the uh, Warsaw... Is it, or is it was at 24, though, it's totally different. Yeah, it's, yeah that's, that's a Wems race. Right? That's, that's definitely a, that's a race. That's a mountain bike yeah. race. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. 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 I had well, this, no, I, yeah, I, I, not, I'm just saying, I've been like trying to be coarse. Just, like, just finish to this, out that, finish the 24 you know, here, and then we go yeah, up there. That was, we do. That was an idea. Yeah. 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 No, no, that's no. a terrible It's a great idea. terrible Finish the 24. Yeah, when you're like 24 hours of sleep deprived, somebody offers that up. It's like, it would be okay to I don't care. But the last thing I want to do is spend 24 hours riding around this neighborhood and then try to go mountain bike. Well, yeah, but you're only going to do like the final 12, six or 12 hours because it's it starts at noon on Saturday. I was, I think, or whatever it was. Anyway, the idea was to do it like they, they just said, go, go. Okay, maybe. For, yeah. for those people that are listening, though, that don't know what the River West 24 is, you really need to come to River West this weekend. Because Which it's, it's happening right now. It's happening right, like, right now, right as now. You're, unless you listen yeah, to this right podcast now. this morning. Yeah. But all night long, people are out cheering you on. And it's going to be gorgeous weather this year. You know, it's low of 68, I think they're saying now, or 65. Humboldt Avenue is going to be butts to guts all the way down the trail. There's going to be people cheering you. It's it's absolutely stunning. That's I, I, I did. That's see, why I take We should have listened to the Jeremy thing first. Then we could just... Talk about all of what he said because everything was good. Yeah, your name only comes up four or five times. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. All right. Yeah. So, so what I need to do, and I figured it out for this, is I want to have a pump on. I don't want to have my backpack during the twenty-four. So I'm going to duct tape my hands. Yeah, that too. Uh, my pump right to my top tube because I'm not going to need it. Hopefully, <laughs> Why not but it'll be not there. Bring it. I mean, the furthest you're going to have to walk on this. If you I have separation flat. anxiety with a lot of my damn gear, I want to be like I don't want to be that guy that's Mike like is, oh, Mike I don't have to get rid of his backpack somewhat. Yes, I'm not riding with a backpack this year. I mean, no, he rode no, with a backpack I'm, for ten years on yeah, his back yeah, 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 and yeah. slept with it. So it's I my, can, yeah, I'm Linus with my <laughs> minus my security blanket, and I mean this fanny pack is kind of holding on. <laughs> Dave, you're, you're I'm Dave. a troubled man, Dave. JK, you're not anywhere far. <laughs> that was great. You're not anywhere like too far away from anyone you I know. know I know, I know, but I'm just mentally totally pack- mental. I'm mentally packing for. Da-da. Why don't you just strap it to your helmet? What? Just duct tape your your pump to your helmet. All you, right, you can be the unicorn. Why not? Oh, <gasps> hello. <laughs> We've got it. People can't see me pointing, but that's a great idea. It's happening. I so it's like a good it. idea I for have, a product. I, I have, it's a unicorn helmet. I have a bacon right in. I have bacon duct tape. So, shit, that's happening. 
<laughs> Dave, Dave's looking around going, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> what did we digress what, into? What the? What Is the anyone hell? wearing a, t- uh, a tutu this year on the? Well, I'm officially not racing, so. But you'll be riding. I'll be riding. It's not a race. Streets aren't closed. It is Anyone race. can ride. Yes, I will be rolling. But I'm just soloing. I haven't even decided how long the shop's going to be open that day. I think is we're that, just going to play it by here. I haven't <laughs> talked to her recently, but does anyone know if Lindsay's going to do it again? I do not know. And she I, signed up again. If I had my laptop handy and my login, I, I, I could certainly tell not. you. I guess she's not. She's yeah, one and done. She, she crushed like, it. That's enough. Move on. Hey. I got another challenge. To right? Once oh, you're yeah. on the podium, why do you want to go back? Oh, yeah. That was like, she's, she's just, beyond, just take it easy. But she was beyond. Don't worry about it. She was beyond on the podium. Yeah. <laughs> that's the furthest any racer has ever ridden in that 24-hour race. That's when Lindsay, that's something Lindsay Creed, if, if you're listening, you're, you're everybody's hero. Yeah. My hero. Right on. Dave, you got anything else you want to chat about while you're here? Are you, you said you're going to be a regular now. What, what, do, you, well, what yeah, do you got hey, planned? Well, I'll, <laughs> you know what? I'll do that next little section and, you know, try to keep people informed about stuff like that. And, um, and yeah, I'm happy to jump in here and uh, chat with you guys but anytime you want. Retired I, now. You have anything else yeah, to do? I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I, this I, is me embracing retirement. <laughs> 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 I, I assume your your photo documentation of this is going to be something to be on as well. I'm, I'm doing that as well. Yeah, I haven't Amen. processed all the images yet and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'll have all that stuff up. And you got to do that for bikepacking.com as well. Right. So, that's one of the it's one of the things. Processing images mean you haven't downloaded your laptop yet. Well, there's a lot more to than just downloading. I, I see you in like a dark room and like yeah. No, I don't do the dark room anymore. Yeah, I still have the gear though. If you want to play it. No one. <laughs> I, I just pulled up my daughter's going on a trip to do uh, things with uh, related to Ansel Adams and to my father, who was an Ansel Adams uh, student. And uh, I pulled out all my old Nikon stuff and said, you might want this lens and this lens, because she wants to do some of it on film and most of it uh-huh. on digital. But um, I thought, well, there's a reason why I haven't pulled this stuff out for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, I, I get why why people want to do the analog, the, the film stuff i i understand it i i appreciate it but as a guy who you know at a packer game souped 350 rolls of film every freaking packer game and yes. you know i mean i'm i'm done in the dark room i, 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 I i'm with it just sounds so horrible i i do think for 300 those rolls of film every packer game and how many how many hours in the dark room is that it's i mean we were done we were done with everything by by the time the game was done the film goes fast. to the processing. Yeah, and that well, actually, an hour or two after the game was done, because you had, you know, so you'd you'd shoot the first quarter, and then you'd go back in. And somebody through. would have to go back in. Some guys had to. We had to stay out. So if you were lucky, you got to stay out and shoot the whole time. Otherwise, you had to go <laughs> back in and soup. Every Bucks game, every Brewers game, you know, I, I, I've fun stuff. I've done. I've, I like having been there in the I've past. Done, I've, I've done my time. <laughs> so many noxious chemicals down the drain. I just, you know, the digital thing is also way more environmental. I, you know, one thing that I like about having been a film guy for so many years before digital is that I'm still picky about shots. So I don't just I don't just randomly burn off a hundred shots because I can, and then have to spend the time going through them. It's still picking and planning and trying to make a decent image out of something before. It gets to the computer. Yeah. Well, I've switched all mirrorless stuff now, so it's lighter and smaller. But um, 
So my my kid is a lot easier to take on bike packing trips. Very good. Well, I, it was one of the things Dave mentioned about uh, bike packing was how much the uh, the quality of the images on the site are something that yeah. really makes it a decent thing for uh, people to check out. I was sure. talking to uh, uh, Ben Walnick from uh, Mountain Bike Radio um, last time I was up at Cable, and uh, and we he I, we were talking about bikepacking.com, and when it came out, he's like he's like I I thought like oh what companies. What company's paying for this? What you know? He thought it was a QVP thing or something because it came out. It was like so great looking, and I saw. I, I had the exact same thought. I'm like, all right, this is like groomed. This is like a Q product or something that they paid. But no, Logan's just freaking ridiculously good. And now he's got a bunch of cool partners that he works with, um, including Dave Lucas from. But uh, well, <laughs> no, I'm not one of his inner circle. It's like Lucas from you know Bunyan Velo. If you remember that that printed thing, that was a great product that Lucas put out. Oh and, yeah, uh, I have the uh, I have the uh, Bad Brains T-shirt inspired. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, and a, and a handful of other um, really really talented writers and photographers and writers. Good things. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for listening to our little uh, little show here, Full Spectrum Cycling Podcast number twenty-one, I believe. Oh wow! We Old enough to, to drink. Yeah, yeah, we can go into the bars. <laughs> now we yeah. can. Now we can go across the street and have another dog father. Dog father. Black husky. Uh, we'll be back here in two weeks. Uh, we'll be back from Michigan. What else will be happening in a couple weeks? We're going to try to get the ladies in to talk about their first year experience of the uh, River West 24, Haley and... Yeah, sure. We'll get, yeah, there yeah, we, we go. That's a good about. idea. That's, that's a better idea than I had all day. Um, <laughs> yeah, we might have some other special guests here in the studio. But uh, okay. thanks, Dave, for being in today. Yeah. Cool. Always happy to come. Brady and, Street, uh, Brady Street Fest. Oh. When you hear this, boom, 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 7 o'clock, White Mystery on the Far East End. You will not be disappointed. And don't forget, we're going way into the future, but I believe it's August 22nd. Who might be coming to town again? Uh, no. Kaiju. Kaiju. Attacks. Milwaukee. Go. <laughs> Go. Technically, it's South Milwaukee, but whatever. Close enough. Alrighty. Thanks, All right. folks. Saturday 7, White Mystery. 717-727-2453. Friday, 7 p.m. Leave us a message. Come again when you can't stay so long. Nah, nah, nah.